Hey, what's up, everyone? This week, we talk about five useful websites for content creators with the CEO of Social Teeth Pro. Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach. And today is an interview show with the guy who got viral sharing the five most useful websites over and over and over again, a bunch of websites. And that's what we're sharing with you today. And here's five for you just to walk away with from yours truly. One is Austin's bestusefulwebsites.com, uh, not the city, Austin, the person. So go to bestusefulwebsites.com and you'll see his list of all the websites. That's the first one. The second is go to socialtypro.com, which is where Austin shares all his tips from his TikTok marketing agency. The third is syllabi.io, which is where you can get topic research, an AI script generator, a blog writer, and content calendar for all you content creators out there. This is one of Austin's websites as well. Uh, the fourth is to check out Obviously, brandsonbrands.com, because if you're listening to the show, you should go to our website and see what we have to offer. And the fifth is the Podcast Branding Academy, which is for all content creators out there who are looking to start a podcast to support their creative endeavor. That's five websites for you. I hope you found that useful. And now let's jump into the interview. Who we're we talking to today? Well, Austin Armstrong. He is a lifelong digital marketer, public speaker, host of the TikTok podcast called Business Talk. He's also the CEO of Socialty Pro, an organic SEO and vertical video marketing agency, and the CEO of Syllabi, which is a brand new marketing tool that helps business owners create a social media content strategy in minutes. Austin has posted over 2,500 videos on TikTok, tripling his own business's revenue and thousands more across his clients' accounts. Austin has leveraged his success on TikTok to gain millions of followers across every social media platform. Well, we're talking TikTok at almost 750,000 followers and over 6 million likes. On YouTube, he's got over 579,000 subscribers. And on Instagram, he's at over 764,000 followers. So obviously he's leveraged short form video to blow up. And we talk about how he did that today on the show. He loves sharing his strategies that have worked for him to empower you to go out there and do the same thing. We get into everything from what's happening in short form video right now to how he got started, the steps he took, what actually helped him blow up, and then how he leveraged that to grow his own personal brand, his own email list, and then his own business. All that and more on today's show. Check it out. Brands on Brands. All right, let's get going. I'm excited to welcome our guest today to the show, Austin Armstrong. First off, man, thanks for being here. Welcome to the show. I'm so pumped to be here, man. Thank you. Well, the reason I'm excited is we get to talk about one of the hottest topics in media right now, the past year or two or three, which is short form video. And I would say TikTok, but it's not just TikTok anymore. It's everywhere. Uh, so let's start there. What's your favorite thing? Because you're a short form video creator, amongst other things. What's your favorite thing about that medium? How easy it is to create. <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, I've been doing social media for 18 years uh, at this point. It started back on MySpace. And uh, I never had as much traction as when I got started on TikTok. It was like I was waiting for that one platform and format to come out. You know, like everybody has their content format that works for them. Some people, they've been blogging since the internet came out and they really like to write and that's their thing. Other people are really into podcasts and audio and long form video content and you know, short form vertical video content just worked for me. As soon as TikTok came out, it clicked almost immediately. I got to work. I started cranking it out. Um, I, I was got started on it in in uh, October of 2019, so it's it's been quite a quite a while uh, from now. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, Gary V. We're both big Gary V. fans, and it's funny. I I thought when I got started in October of 2019 that I was late to the game because Gary was shoving it down our throats for so long. You got to get on this platform. You got to get on this platform. And here we are nearly four years later and I still think it's early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just been, it's been amazing. I mean, it, it was so easy to start and because of the fast growing success of TikTok, all of these other platforms uh, adopted it and it, it just is a huge opportunity right now. So you said it was easy for you. And I, I would love to dive into that because a lot of people would say, man, this is hard. Almost because of how short it is, you have to be more thoughtful with what you're making and getting people to watch it. And you have to make more of it, it would seem. So what would you say you're doing that is like that makes this feel easy to you? Yeah, it's it's how you break down the the video. So you have to know that with a short video, the attention span is also incredibly short as well. So there's no room to to fluff up the content. And I think for so long, that was the mentality on YouTube. You have to inflate what really is a, a 45 second piece of information into eight minutes plus so that you can get that watch time, you can insert that mid-roll ad and make as much money as possible. <laughs> right? It's just this game of trying to trick people into watching longer and longer. And so for me, like if you break down the pieces of information by bullet points, you know, here's a, here's a opening, here's your headline, right? Here's your newspaper headline, your, your magazine article headline. It causes people uh, to be interested or not interested immediately in that subject matter. And then what are the headlines? Here's bullet point number one, here's bullet point number two, bullet point number three, closing call to action. You know, it's, it's really as simple as that. That just made sense to me. I still have a little struggles with with creating long form content because it just doesn't make sense to me like it just some of these topics need to be shorter so when you go into something with that mentality how can you break it down break complex pieces of information down into a headline single valuable points of information that they should know and then close it out round out that that concept that's a, a format and structure that's just really worked for me. What's interesting, and if they haven't checked you out on any of the platforms, it's at Social T Pro, social with the TY at the end, Social T Pro on, on any of them. And, and that's now, that's translated across the different platforms, uh, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, and IG Reels, all of them have become popular. But what's unique in terms of what you've done that stood out to me is that a lot of people are trying to create, you know, like a hundred, a thousand different types of videos. When I see your stuff, it is 
there's the main headline and you reuse the same headline, but you fill in new content every time. And your thing is best useful websites, or it has been. And it's, you know, like a lot of your content is that. Where did that come from? How did you come up with that? Did you try a few different things? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been I've been sharing useful websites really since I got started on TikTok. So I've been, there's quite a few other similar, very similar creators now. But yeah, I've been sharing one-off websites and, and multiple websites like that for, for the last four years. And I mixed that in with SEO tips, which was the really the first thing that popped for me on TikTok was talking about SEO strategies and how to implement SEO for yourself and, and whatnot. And I, I guess it was about two years ago that I was trying to innovate and try different styles uh, that were original but we're still relatable in the terms of, of TikTok because that's that's really where magic happens is where you can kind of level up something that's familiar, a familiar style and make it your own to create something fresh, but still is partially relatable. And so what I was experimenting with was there's this conversation style of content where you're ultimately educating, but you're talking to yourself. And you know, maybe you have two different outfits on to differentiate you as the person A versus person B that you're talking to. And so, you know, I didn't invent sharing useful websites. I've been doing it for a while, but there's, you know, people have been sharing websites since the beginning of the internet. And I didn't invent the conversation style of talking to yourself, but I was probably the first person to merge those two things and have that conversation style while showing useful websites, which was something applicable to me. And uh, that exploded. Actually, a quick side note here, it didn't explode immediately. Uh, it took a little time. I think I knocked out like three videos in that style and it did okay. I think one did like 100,000 views on, on TikTok, which is pretty good. And the other ones kind of flopped a little bit. They didn't do that well. And so I kind of disregarded it for maybe a couple weeks or a month. And then what happened was I reposted that first video that did about 100,000 views across the board. Reposted, didn't, I just downloaded it and, and reposted it, didn't re-record it or anything like that. And it exploded. Now it's over 11 million views on TikTok. It's about 20 million views on YouTube. And uh, I've just been pretty much doubling down on that ever since. And so the, yeah, I've been doing that style for about a year now, maybe just, just shy of a year, that conversation, useful website style. And, you know, if it, if it's not broke, why, why fix it? So I've just been going all in on that style and it works every time. It's really interesting to watch when you're, when you're looking at these, these websites, cause you do, it's not just the same websites every time. It, like there's always, a, you know, a different list. And you end up, I, I've been down the rabbit hole. I was like, well, what's the next group he's going to talk about and how he, like you, how you combine them, like the group, the groupings of them is interesting too. So I could see why that becomes interesting and then you get through it really quick. So it's pretty bite-sized content. What would you say is like the motivation for like the repost? So did that, that just come to you? Like, I'm going to try this. And then do you do that frequently now? Or is that kind of a one-off thing? Yeah, I, I just built the habit really early on of daily content creation. Uh, and even early in TikTok, I was doing like three to five a day. I've slowed down on that output <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, there's just no 
penalties uh, for <laughs> for downloading and reposting. And so sometimes life gets in the way, right? You're you're out of town, you're on vacation, you're sick, you're unmotivated to create, you simply don't have enough time, whatever. When you have a, a content library behind you of all of the work that you've put in over the last couple of months and years, just take one of those videos that you posted three months or more uh, ago that performed really well. It's likely to perform really well again. And I've talked to YouTube about this and I've talked to uh, creators across multiple platforms. You know, this is particularly on YouTube. You don't want to repurpose your long form content, but particularly for YouTube uh, shorts and short form vertical video content, none of the platforms care. There's literally no penalties whatsoever. So it's a great way to stay consistent with it. You know, any of those reasons I mentioned, you can't create for the day but you still want to maintain daily posting consistency, cool. Spend two minutes to download an older video and repost it again. It's going to hit again. So maybe there's not a methodology for this, but if you were posting seven days a week, how many of those, how often would you make them a, a repost? Like once a week or once every couple of weeks? Yeah, it depends. So I try to mostly create original content every day. Uh, that's kind of my daily goal, strive to make an original piece of content every day. And maybe once a week, I'll repost uh, an older video. It depends. Like if I'm, if I'm out of town, if I'm on vacation for a week, I'm probably not going to record every single day. And so that might be four or five, maybe seven days that I repost uh, straight back to back. Got it. Yeah. I mean, you can even make it just a throwback Thursday thing if you want to make a plan out of it, you know, like this yeah, is sure. intentional if you want to, but I like the idea that if you're, you're busy, you have something else to do. There's a reason there. And there's not really any, a penalty for that. I was surprised to hear about that for YouTube shorts. Cause I imagine if any channel was going to ding you for it, it would be them. No, I mean, I'm a member of the, the YouTube, there's like a YouTube creators community sponsored by YouTube. So like YouTube shorts creators, they do uh, monthly meetups like on online and this, this whole thing. It's really cool. Like we have community managers and everything. And I straight up asked her on the call, are we able to repost? Are there any penalties to this? And it was a clearly no, just don't abuse it is what she said. So like, don't, you know, just spam the same video every single day. But like three months later, repost that video. The reality here is like, the algorithm is constantly showing your content to new people anyway. You know, like it's it's like when you upload a YouTube video, where do your views come from? It's never your subscribers. It's from browse, search, suggested, etc. Same thing on TikTok. They want to serve new content. They want your content to be in front of new people. That's how growth happens. That's how they get you addicted to the platform. It's not just reaching the same people. So your very few fans and subscribers and followers are going to see that repost anyway. And even if they do see that repost, you know, tell them like, hey, thank you for watching every single one of my videos. Most people don't. I thank you for being that true loyal fan and kind of just throw it back at any sassy comments that you get like that. But yeah, just do it. Works like crazy. So when did you go all in on short form video? Like you were trying it and then you're like, you know, I, I need to do this every day. Was there a moment that just it just hit you that this is what I need to do? Yeah. So to, to scale back a little bit. So when I had gotten started in, I think it was October, 2019, I was about one month in and I was not gaining much traction at all because it was new format, new platform, 
hottest thing. Right. And so I was doing cat videos and like trying trends and like the occasional digital marketing tip. And I regretfully, you know, I follow for follow things because, you know, like I want a little bit of the, the inflation. And none of it worked because there was no cohesiveness to my channel. There was no reason to follow me. It was just all over the place. And so what I did was I attended a, a webinar that I saw off Facebook from Rachel Peterson, great entrepreneur, TikTok creator. And something in her webinar really shifted my mind, how she framed things using it almost as a search engine. She was very ahead of her time with that methodology. And I was like, oh. I'm an SEO. I can understand this. Create content around what people are searching for. Boom. <laughs> and so I gave myself that ultimatum of, okay, I'm only going to create content around my business for 30 days straight. And if there's no traction, maybe this is not the platform or format for me. I'll, I'll try something else. And a funny thing happens when you go all in and commit to something and give yourself a deadline you start to see traction. And so I did. And so I think like a week or two into that, uh, a video had popped uh, and it did a million views, uh, which got, which really set the trajectory. So I think I had gotten within the two week period or something like 8,000 followers went from like 300 to 8,000. I was like, whoa, so this is, this is it. And then I did video responses to every single comment that came in on that. And that built a lot of traction and I started to gain a large following and engaged audience and leads. It actually was generating leads for my business. And that's really when I went all in. And I, I've never slowed down since. I have, I think it's, you know, I haven't checked in a like a couple months, but I'm pretty close to 3,000 videos posted on TikTok over the last four years. So I've, I've maintained my consistency pretty, pretty strong about four years straight. Yeah, it's a lot of work to do that. But once you saw the the rewards of it, you know, obviously yeah. it, it makes sense when the ROI is there. You're like, well, I can do this. I can I can make this happen. Uh, and you then start. You also help people do this. You have a, a done for you TikTok marketing agency, which you know, probably translates to other platforms as well. If they have the asset, they can use it other places. If you guys are interested in that, that's uh, simply at socialtpro.com is where you can find that socialtpro.com. If they want to work with you directly to get some help from someone who's doing this and doing this successfully for other people as well, not just for yourself. So there is some method to the madness, I would say. Did you just start on one platform and, th and then start sharing to the others after you start it working? Like when did you start to also put the reels out there on Instagram and then the, the uh, shorts on YouTube? Because those also popped off. I mean, I looked at the numbers, like, your channels grew because of short form. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You can't even deny it. I was all in on TikTok for a long time. Uh, probably the first year or so, I was all in on TikTok. I was the TikTok guy. I wanted to be the TikTok expert. I started doing podcasts and doing speaking stuff about all things TikTok. I was like, this is my opportunity. <laughs> I've been waiting. And uh, I got to a point where I didn't just want to be the TikTok guy anymore. You know, there was, you know, I'll, I'll say a little ego involved, right? Because the TikTok was seen as the platform that was easy to grow on. And, you know, there were talks, you know, with Trump trying to ban it and all this, uh, you know, platform could go away. And so, you know, I saw some writing on the wall and, it, you know, of course, nothing has come to fruition yet. But 
I wanted to be a, known as a better digital marketer than just the TikTok guy. The whole time I was still uploading stuff, like reposting them, but I wasn't really focusing on it. It was just content dumping, content dumping over there. And there's a little bit of traction here and there. But as soon as I started to really hyper-focus in on learning each platform and, and the, the, the finesse of each individual platform and the cadence of what goes into it, uh, that's when momentum started to happen. And so I think, yeah, Instagram started to take off first and I started to build a lot of momentum there. And then YouTube was really much more recent. YouTube and Facebook actually are within the last 10 months have seen explosive growth. So Instagram was was growing secondary platform. And then both uh, about 10 months ago, there were two big shifts for me for YouTube and Facebook. So for YouTube in particular, I had uploaded 600 shorts by that time and none of them hit. Uh, they were all by every stretch failures. I, you know, a couple of them got, I think like eight, 9,000 views, but those were like pity views. Um, I think this YouTube's just like, eh, just goes a little something, keep going, keep up. And these are the same videos that are doing well same on TikTok. Same oh my videos. gosh. And so what, you know, what I got definition of insanity, right? I got to a point where I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, obviously this is not working. What do I need to shift in my content strategy to make this work? And so what I did for YouTube specifically was instead of just posting every video that I was creating, I only focused on my most viral ones, which were the top five useful websites. And I switched my titling from an SEO approach on YouTube of going really specific of like these, you know, three websites to increase the domain authority on your website so you can get better SEO. Like no, nobody cares about that crap to top five most useful websites, right? It's broad. It's mass appealing. What are the websites? You know, who are these for? Pause intrigue. And it's like a week into going all in on only sharing useful website videos, the one popped, which is now about just shy of 20 million views. I think it's at 19.7 million views. And that took my channel from 5,000 subscribers to 100,000 subscribers in three days. It exploded. It's leveled out now a little bit, but it's still been astronomical growth. So I'm at about 570 something thousand subscribers on YouTube. And then in the same time on uh, Facebook, Facebook rolled out professional mode uh, for personal profiles. And so I immediately turned on professional mode uh, for my Facebook profile. And I said, uh, you know, I'm, I, I sacrificed my friends and family for, for reach. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, as soon as I did that, uh, my reels started to pop, uh, and I recognize that I'm to some degree, my account has been an anomaly on Facebook because I know lots of other people, uh, that have switched to professional mode have not had that much success, but for whatever reason, my account exploded. So in the last 10 months, I'm at 820,000 followers on my personal Facebook profile that has all my friends and family photos from the last 15 years. But yeah, it's mostly, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's the journey uh, over the last couple of years. It all started with TikTok and, and really the last 10 months, less than a year 
my life has changed because of these short form vertical videos and just staying consistent with it over time. It's amazing. It is amazing. I think that that journey is helpful for people though, that are, are out there trying to figure out like, am I doing this the wrong way? It's like, it's just a couple little things, little tweaks. You might be one video away from oh, yeah. finding your style or the thing that, that clicks for your audience and, and your personality. Yeah, absolutely. What's interesting to me, I, I do want to just clarify something real quick, which is the Facebook professional. This isn't a Facebook business page. This was your personal Facebook page that you just switched to professional mode or whatever, you know, account type that they let you choose. Yeah. And that, that lets you uh, have analytics on your posts and, and profile, and you can actually monetize your profile after you hit the, the criteria for that as well. Yeah, I think that there's so now you're across instead of you know one platform, you're across four platforms that you know gives you some a some balance if something goes away because there's risk yeah. there. But then you're also finding ways to now bring these people off of shorts onto your main you know your channels like the YouTube shorts drove YouTube subscribers. So now they're seeing your long form videos as well, which you know are doing better than they did before the shorts. Oh yeah. And your Instagram posts too. So I think that they just, I, I want the audience to realize that there's the shorts can be a catalyst for, if you want to do long form, maybe you're the long form guy and TikTok isn't like your favorite, but it can be, it can be helpful to get there. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I just want to quickly highlight that because that's a hundred percent true. Like the short form videos have been the catalyst for growth on, you know, ever everything, but it's not just like only upload shorts. There's other content that can perform really well on the platforms. Right. And so, yeah, same thing with Instagram. My, uh, like I've been posting these graphics of useful websites and stuff and they explode. Sometimes they reach more people than the actual shorts, but that gets a lot of engagement and a lot of followers and a lot of shares and stuff. And on Facebook, same thing, shorts, or reels, Facebook reels brings in new subscribers, but then you need to engage them with your regular posts. So I'll post like four to five times a day on Facebook because Facebook's actually my number one platform right now. It, it shifts constantly, but the last two months, Facebook has been number one. Uh, and so re-engaging those people and same thing with YouTube shorts, like you want more videos uh, on, you want more views and, and make more money on your long form content bring in shorts, bring in those easy people, and then they're going to see more of your long form uh, videos coming out. And I think that there's a, there's an ROI to this. Cause at the end of the day, it's not easy. Cause I think YouTube being, you know, a lot of people's, you know, call it the, the, like the prize, right? Like this is the, the one we really want long form video creation for YouTube. And then the editing of it and all the things you have to do right with the thumbnails and then the, the actual like making it pop in the first, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, that's not easy. And then you're competing against all these other people in the search uh, yeah. queue. I think with shorts, you have less competition, number one, because not everyone's doing it. That's creating videos for YouTube. Uh, and they're not, there's a history with YouTube video. Like I'm competing against videos that people made 10 years ago on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah. not the same in shorts. There's less competition there. there. They weren't people creating shorts 10 years ago. And I'll just to show those out there, you have 500, almost 580,000 subscribers on YouTube, right? And if I'm looking at your not short form videos, not to like blow your up your spot or anything, but like 
it's very different popularity. You know, like 19 million views of your shorts is very different than, you know, 39,000 views of your long form video. Oh yeah. Yeah. About 550,000 subscribers have come from shorts. So I would, I'd have like 25,000 subscribers if it was just longs. And we're talking tens of millions of views versus tens of thousands of views. And I don't think our minds can even comprehend the like extra zeros that, that, that comes with. But I would say like the long form videos wouldn't even have tens of thousands without this massive subscriber base, which is an opportunity, right? Like they're, they're getting to know you, they see you, but as someone who then like, say you're like, okay, now I'm going to start to like, if it's interesting to you and a priority for you, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to get better and better at this YouTube long form thing. You're starting at such an advantage over anyone else who didn't do it. Yeah. I'll sneak in a little nugget here too, of uh, a very overlooked thing on YouTube in particular. I've been doing this experiment now for, for a couple months. Once you're past a thousand subscribers, you get access to your community tab. And that is such an underlooked avenue of reach. And so, you know, you're bringing in so many new subscribers from your short form content, they're all going to see those community posts. And it's so easy to post on the community tab once or twice a day because it's not you taking, you know, time to create a new video, edit a new video and post it, right? Crazy thing that I learned a couple months ago. Uh, I, actually, I learned it at, at Social Media Marketing World, which we were both at, which is a funny side story there. I learned it from Sean Cannell that the community tab can actually drive subscribers. That's crazy to me. I never knew that before. And so now I'm creating content on my community tab that's reaching all of those uh, the subscribers that come from shorts. My impressions for uh, and views from the community tab this month is 700,000 views, community tab. And I've gained a couple hundred subscribers from the community tab. But because it's it, that reach is all because of shorts. Just a cool little nugget there. Yeah, well, I, I guess, do you know why that is? Yeah, I, I think it's mostly because there's a share button on the community tab. And so people can share your your post to their own community tab, and then people will see that and subscribe. And that gets associated with the community tab. That's that's my assumption on it. Yeah. No, that helps. I, I people are like, what's the difference? But yeah, I think that that makes sense. And I'll I'll, you know, a little thing for me, when I have interviews with people and I post some of them up, if they share our video, a short or regular video, if they share that in their community tab and tag me now we're collaborators or you know i shared i i tag them in my post they share it on their community page now it's living on both of our our channels and i get you know the the value of their watchers so if this you know if if this video does well and has the honor of posting on your website on your on your youtube channel right it will uh, it'll be there keep an friends eye <laughs> still after this then you know there's an advantage there like you know, my zero following and your, you know, 580,000 following adds up to more than zero for me when that's helpful. <laughs> so I think there's, you know, collaborating is huge in this space. We're all in this together. We're just trying to grow. <laughs> I love that. I'd love to talk about some of the content creation, like ideation side. 
because I th I've seen a lots of different things work for people. You know, everyone kind of finds their shtick, you know, it's comedy or magic or, you know, motivation or dance or whatever it might be. This business space, I feel like is a little tougher, but you mentioned the idea of thinking a little bit like search. And I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more. Like if you're helping someone, a personal brand or business, figure out like what they should start creating that fits them on TikTok, where would you start? Yeah, so TikTok is a search engine now. It's not even hidden anymore. They they're putting up commercials on television that it's a search engine, and it's the primary search engine of of Gen Z, uh, and it's more and more adopted. And just a, a quick rant on that is it it's often a better search engine than Google because it gives you a visualization of what you're going to experience. So if you search for, you know, date night ideas in Durham, North Carolina. On Google, you're going to get a list of ads. You're going to get the Google map pack that's been manipulated by more reviews. You're going to get TripAdvisor articles. You're going to get a Yelp listing and you're going to, you know, you're going to get random tourist crap and, and, you know, it's not genuine information. You do that same search on TikTok, you're going to get presented with videos around exactly that. Here's the best date night spots in Durham, North Carolina. First, you're going to take your your significant other to this hidden speakeasy bar. And I recommend this drink. Here's what it looks like. It's got a, a smoke bubble, right? And then you go to this place for dinner and then you you wind the whole night out watching the stars on this big hill. Here's the address, right? And it gives you that exact plan. And this is the case for anything that you search for online. And this is the opportunity that you have because pe more people are using it as a search engine than companies and businesses and personal brands and businesses are creating content to be searched for. And so that is the huge opportunity. So we work with a lot of businesses. I'll, I'll just roll with an example of a, of a therapist, Orange County, California therapist. His name's Jim Brion. It optimization starts on his profile. The, the, headline of his profile, not his username, his headline is uh, Orange County, California therapist. So anybody that searches for Orange County therapist, California therapist, his account's going to come up because it's optimized for that. And then we create content around keywords that and questions, SEO keywords, questions that people are searching for online. So as a mental health professional, there's a lot of areas that he's able to help with depression and anxiety, substance abuse, couples counseling, marriage counseling. But we also found out that he's uh, he's very proficient in uh, narcissism. And that's a hot topic online. So we just started looking at all of the questions that people are searching for online around narcissism. What is a covert narcissist? How to tell if you're in a relationship with a narcissist? What are the signs of a, of a narcissist? How to deal with a narcissistic mother? How to deal with a narcissistic spouse? You know, all of these things. And we create content around all of them. We actually structure the video uh, with having the cameraman ask that question to him as the professional, and then he responds. So that question acts as the opening hook of that video. And then we just leverage his expertise and he uh, answers it and we kind of edit it around it, make it, you know, fast paced and, and fun moving and whatnot. And so that's how we, we actually structure the videos and we come up with a content strategy around what your customers are searching for. 
And you can even do a quick experiment on this on TikTok. So much like YouTube, much like Google, when you start to type something into TikTok in the search bar, it'll auto finish it for you. So it'll show you the rest of the the terms and questions that people are searching for. Uh, and you can go down that rabbit hole and you can, you know, look at all of these things, how to stop, right? And it'll show you how to stop smoking, how to sh- stop drinking, how to stop, you know, et cetera. And just keep going down that rabbit hole, looking at other content, looking at hashtags, uh, great hashtag research. That was a long-winded rant, but leverage it as a search engine and create content that people are searching for. And you're going to reach those people for your business or personal brand. Now, for a client like that, did you would you have recommended the same hook every time? Because like best useful websites is like the same hook pretty much every time. Would you say, okay, like for anyone who needs help with narcissism, and then you like, then it's always a different question, or is it just for him? It's a different question every time. For him, it's a different question every time. That each question acts as the opening hook. Yeah, that's the little shtick that we have. That's the shtick. Yeah, I did notice that like as your videos, like, as they started to get like more popular and you started doing more of them, your energy completely changed in the videos in a good way. Like it went, it went from just asking the question, like, Hey, you know, I want to check out these best useful websites to like this, like very energetic personality type thing, which I'm imagining started to resonate more. Did you, did you notice any of that or is that conscious? Yeah. So I mess around with tonality all, all the time. I'm, I'm constantly trying to experiment and everything. So so sometimes like I'll just be laying in the couch and I'll be like, here's five websites that feel illegal to know and just see how it performs. Uh, so I'm constantly testing it out. But yeah, high energy because it's all about that that scroll stopping hook. And so if I start the video out with these five websites feel illegal to know, you're scrolling, you're like, holy shit, what, what? It just <laughs> happened, right? And so that it like, it, it just is alarming and it catches them off guard and it, and it engages them immediately. And so that's, that's why I kind of do it that way. But I, I am actively testing tonality and, and mood and delivery. It's great meeting you in person because you're not like that in person, <laughs> but <laughs> you have, you have a, a very, you know, extrovert personality, but it's not like that, like in your face. And I'd imagine <laughs> no, like no. if it was, it'd be very annoying, but <laughs> thank, God, thank God it's not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm, no. <laughs> One of the things I've noticed is, you know, you can create content, anyone can create content, you know, and there's a way to become successful at it. But the hard part, the next step becomes, how do you pull people from being viewers to getting them into your world off of the social platforms, into your business, into your, you know, advice and teachings. So how did you go about that? What were your steps? What have you seen working? How do you pull people from being viewers of your social media into your actual business and world? Yeah. So firstly, we we have to recognize that viewers are not stupid. And so they know how to look at your profile. And if they're interested, they know how to click on, on the link in your bio. And so just, you know, it starts at that point, like in your bio, be descriptive. You have like three lines, right? What you do, who you help, where they can contact you. Just a simple format for for the for your bio outline, right? Make that as simple as possible for that. Reduce all of the steps, reduce all of the friction so that they can they can make it really easy to contact you. So how I do lead generation is I pivoted this a maybe six, seven months ago, but 
what I thought people wanted originally to grow my email list was here's a TikTok for business checklist. Here's an SEO for business checklist. And, you know, they put in their email and get this free checklist. And, you know, everybody ever has that as their lead magnet. And it was doing okay. It was doing, you know, 30 to 50 emails a week or something like that. You know, maybe uh, spikes here and there if I promote that specific thing. And so what I really started to pay attention to is what people were asking for in the comments. And so people were asking, like, do you have a big list? Do you have a list of all of these websites? Like every video I share like three to five websites. It's a lot of freaking websites. And so people were asking for this. Some people were saying, I've been indexing these websites for years. They already were doing it. They were taking all, they were spending their time to actually do this list. So at some point I was like, let me just put together this list of websites and ask for an email. And as soon as I did that, it exploded. And so now I'm doing like a thousand to 2000 emails a week, just a drastic increase. And so how they, the, the funnel is they'll, you know, I'll either say uh, like on the description on Facebook of the video, YouTube is in the, the description of the video. And sometimes I'll pin a comment. And then uh, on Instagram, it's in the description as well. Um, I just say, by the way, I have uh, a list of useful websites in my bio if you'd like to, to get all of these that I mentioned and more. And that really works. The link in my bio is not just the best useful websites. It's, a, it's a, like a link tree. It's a stand store uh, that has a, a bunch of different links. Uh, and so the top one is, yeah, get my list of best useful websites, which is my free lead magnet. But then there's also opportunities where they can book a one-on-one -on -one call with me for hourly consultations. They can schedule a call uh, with my team to hire my agency. Uh, they can buy digital products and digital downloads and courses that I have in there and some specific like brand deal links that I have in there as well to promote the brands. And then the, the free uh, email li list, the, the big list is uh, a drip campaign. So as soon as they enter their email and subscribe, they're entered into a drip campaign sequence that upsells some stuff and that generates leads for us as well. And just making it, yeah, so it's just, you know, easy, easy to find and make it known that it's there. You know, every now and then I'll sneak in a, a call to action, single call to action. You know, I have a full list of this in my, in my bio, if you want to check out the, the list. Uh, but most of the time I don't even mention it. I just uh, have it in the description of the videos on those three platforms, not TikTok. So. Quick follow-up. Is the best useful websites a, like what format is that in? Is it on a website? It is a document. It is an Excel. Spreadsheet. Yeah, spreadsheet. spreadsheet. Google Sheet. I just moved it to ClickUp actually, because Google after like six, seven months or whatever, they they had taken it down and they were like, this is a violation policy or something. Like too many views kind of thing? Yeah, well, that's the weird thing is like at any given time on Google Sheets, you can see all the lurkers in there. So I have it as read only. So it'll be like 20 people and it'll be like angry alligator is what is looking at your list. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be like 20 people in there. They they restored the Google list, which is great because like a ton of people have that list saved, but I have it switched over to ClickUp right now, but it's still like a spreadsheet format. So it's, it's a name of website website and then description of what the website does. Which is great. I mean, it's a list you're already creating for yourself because you're doing this research yeah. every week. So I think any, what I like is that anyone can do this. And 
the very simple like description of it, it's best useful websites. And I'm like, yeah, I'm curious to see what that is. Like, I I like the five or three that you shared in this video. I'm curious what the longer list is because it seems like you have an unlimited list. Why not? And I think a lot of us can adapt that to what we're doing in our in our worlds, whatever yeah. that might be. So I, I appreciate that behind the scenes example. The the great rolling thing here too is that a lot of the websites uh, are affiliate links. So anybody that signs up get that a refer uh, referral commission on it, which is really nice. Uh, stacking paycheck every month. Exactly. Exactly. Again, anyway, if you're building a a business around your personal brand, these are these are the tips to pay attention to. Now, as we're kind of wrapping up here today, uh, you do ha- you are you know also now a tech founder. You have built some tools out for people to do some of this work itself uh, yeah. called syllabi.io. Well, that'll be linked in the show notes. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you're excited about for that and what you've been building? Yeah. Uh, so syllabi is the distillation of 18 years of working in social media marketing, overcoming the main problems that business owners and entrepreneurs have. Uh, the major excuses I hear, I've heard for years is, I don't know what topics to create. I don't know what to say in my videos. I need help staying consistent and accountable. And uh, I don't like being on camera. And so we said, okay, let's just turn that process flow and how we create a content strategy and implementation into a tool and release that to the masses. So uh, with the the power of AI and uh, an amazing uh, team, we've built out syllabi, uh, which all you need to know is is what you do. So if you're a, a, a realtor, a, a therapist, a, a lawyer, anything, you just type in the keyword associated with, with what you offer, and it'll show you all of the questions that your customers are searching for online. Going back to the SEO thing that we said, it'll show you all of the questions and a lot of data to back it up. And then you can just, with a click of a button, uh, schedule that so you have a built-out content calendar, and then you can take that question and generate a video script for it for vertical videos, uh, short form or long form ver- or long form videos as well. So you can generate like a sixty-second script or a five-minute script around the questions that your customers are searching for. You have everything organized in the content calendar, project management tool. You can mark them as complete. And then next week, we're actually dropping AI video creation. So if you don't like being on camera, you can take that video script with the click of a button and it'll turn it into a a human realistic avatar that looks and sounds like a real person reading the script around the questions that your customers have and then post that on all of your social media. And uh, it's a really powerful tool we've, 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 it's been very fastly adopted and uh, we have a lot of big plans for it in the future. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and I hope you'll check it out. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. What I like is, I mean, everyone talks about answer the public as like the place to go to get your questions answered, but then you have to go to the next thing and, and stop, basically stop there. This like, you can do some of this work and then keep creating and actually move through the process uh, for a lot of us who don't have time to jump around it and, and to all the tools. This is super useful. Yeah, it's a it's a process flow. It's not just a dump of here's a million things that you can do with it. Good luck. Or the, you know, the endless deep abyss that is chat GPT, like that you have to know the best prompts and everything. We've done all of that work for you. It's very simple. And again, yeah, you don't have to have multiple tools. You don't have to, you know, use chat GPT or some other tool to find the, you know, or an SEO tool to find the questions. 
ChatGPT to generate your scripts, pay for a content scheduler, pay for a content management uh, tool or log into a, uh, like a Trello board or, or something like that. Have an account on Synthesia to create the videos or one of these other tools. You can do it all right within syllabi. I love that. And if you guys are like, oh, he mentioned AI, you can go to his YouTube channel and watch all the top, you know, top websites. And there a lot of these new AI sites are popping up on his lists. Um, so you can check that out there. I appreciate you having you here today. I think anyone who's been worried or hasn't been able to figure out like what they should be doing in short form video, I think they have some motivation today. So thank you. Thank you, man. I, I hope so. That's just my mission and vision to inspire people. This stuff's changed my life and, and hopefully I can help change other people's lives too. Love it. And again, that's socialtpro.com is where you can find most of the things we talked about today. The other websites will be linked in the show notes. Uh, appreciate you all for listening. And as always, we'll catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to brandsonbrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandsonbrands.com.